0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bobblehead Podcast. We're glad you're here. Hey, uh, we're trying to uh, stay with this cadence of once a week, so uh, congratulations to us for getting this done. I feel good about myself. Thank you. Uh, But uh, today we have a really fun discussion. We kind of look back on the last five or ten years, the things that we've learned, the things that were big takeaways. And uh, so Davin and I have two very different things that we talk about. Uh, But I think you're going to find it really interesting. So uh, I encourage you, as you listen to this, think about the last five or 10 years of your life and the two or three things that uh have been really really big things that stand out of what you've learned so hope you get a lot out of this glad you're here well done um so 81 so i was uh i was at the shop club yesterday because that's kind of what i do now yeah it, and they have a new maintenance guy there really cool guy he's probably name's chris chris is probably early 30s but kind of an old old soul old when it soul. comes to cars. And um anyway, I was having, so I was having fuel leaks on the Camaro. And uh yeah, so you they couldn't
1: fill it over like halfway or something. Yeah, like so
0: they so they pulled the tank and figured out the sending units and stuff were just all jacked up. The fuel tank's great shape, brand new fuel tank, but the sending units were all like out of whack. And it sits at an angle, so if you fill it up, it sits at an angle cuz it was they were out of whack, they they would leak out. Anyway, not it was a $50 fix. Ah, $50 parts, probably $200 labor. Sure. Like, when I'm under there, would you check? I think I've got a you know, transmission leak. And so when you came in, I was upstairs on the phone and they got to pull the transmission and have the transmission rebuilt. Oh,
1: no. Yeah. So. So much for a $50 fuel So
0: much for, yeah, the, the fuel deal was the least of my worries.
1: What What's wrong with it? just needs
0: to be rebuilt? I think they said every seal's leaking. So they put, evidently they, 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 they flushed it, put new stuff in it, and they put a dye in it. And then they, you know, wait to see where it leaks. And he was like, yeah, anywhere there's a seal, it's leaking. Wow. So he's like, let's just, he goes, you know, there's, you can redo the seals or probably for 20% more, you can just, you know, have, have it rebuilt.
1: Yeah. So I'm guessing that's going to be a little bit more than. 50 dollars yeah a little bit more 50, but you know it's
0: probably you know it's it's a i think it's a turbo 350 transmission yeah. so it's not it won't be stupid That's terrible it's not okay. terrible probably okay. under a thousand i'm guessing okay
1: what's the turn I, I, you don't care what the turnaround time is I, it doesn't it's done, doesn't when, it's matter. done.
0: When, when it's done it's done yeah i don't care it's because you do, it's, do you keep it up there yeah keep it the, okay. i'm keeping the shop club now yeah gotcha yeah and so and, and i hate to put it up and i told them you know they have the the racks now yeah, yeah. i don't know if you've been up there lately. Mm-hmm. yeah so I'm like, do not put it above another car, please. This man, I would hate for somebody else's car Maybe to be leaking, my, my, be leaking on <laughs> some other great car. You know, maybe be the cause of it. Yeah. So, anyway, so no, no, no problem. It's, yeah. it's up on a it's on a rack right now in the in the shop, and it will come down whenever it's done. It's it, done.
1: It, it sounds weird, but like that that car instantly became my yeah, favorite car. That's right. You car. drove the yeah. car. I forgot yeah. that. Yeah, you, yeah. When you you borrowed the truck to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the boat in, and and you were offered to drop the Maserati. And don't get me wrong, they're fine Maserati is a great car. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And you were like, or I can drop off the Camaro. And I was like,
0: and and done. that that's done. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And and I
1: here's the thing. I felt like I could have taken home every forty five and older dude in oh. Rockwall driving that car because oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're all like I got checked out and... so many times by yeah. by middle aged men driving that car.
0: Which you could have done. It's still like a, like a like a blonde wig. And got any number of any man you wanted to in this style. I was gonna
1: go like Joe Dirt style.
0: Oh, yeah. Joe
1: Dirt. I like that. Yeah, I like that. You might be onto something.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe one day we both put them on and just go drive around and just, you know, see what damage we can do. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's yeah. with
0: the, with your with your little beard mustache thing being dark kind of that that would go well. Yeah, like a white oh, like I'm I'm thinking like a, a a blonde or white wig with the mustache thing. Mm-hmm. That would, that would go over well.
1: Yeah. There's a saying there, but I can't, I can't say it because this is a family show. It is. Is it a family show? Yeah, we can't. Okay. We can't say the things that I, that so naturally flow into my brain and in in, in the filter actually. So like, I don't know if it's time or age or whatever. Is the filter getting closer? Is it it tightening down? I guess. I don't know. What is wrong with you? There were three things I wanted to say there and I didn't say You didn't say them. them. Yeah. I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. It's because I keep buying dogs.
0: Okay, that's fine. <laughs> by the way, so um, let's let's start off by let me say congratulations to you. Thank you so. So much. before we started recording, I was uh, telling Sophie that you're a, you're going to officially a grandfather. Mm-hmm. So I think you're going to have uh, six, either possibly six or seven at least grand dogs. Yeah,
1: grand dogs. Yeah. So yeah, found out. Um, I guess last week they confirmed oh. it last Wednesday via ultrasound, and then they'll do an X ray in a couple of weeks and confirm how many of them are actually in there. Yeah. And then go from there. But yeah, they're supposed to be due the end of February. It's kind of cool because I've got six accounted for already. Like six deposits received that's already. That's crazy. Which is pretty cool, right? Yeah. Like that's what you're going for because it allows you to be selective about the homes they're going to. Yeah. Like we want homes that are going to be a great owners first and foremost, but then they do something with it. Either hunt with it, do hunt tests. Right, right. Obedience, something like that, right? right. Which is really what you're going for. Use,
0: you, use the dog for what it's built for, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, so or- quick.
0: So in like... Two minutes or less. Kind of give a quick backstory on cash and June. Cause okay. most people don't know on podcast yeah. about what's been going on the last few years.
1: Yeah. So so I've I've always had Chesapeake Bay retrievers. They've always been my favorite, my favorite breed for for hunting or competition or whatever.
0: Which are cool, but in backstory on that is they're known for once you once you train them, like they're set for life. Yeah. But they're not the easiest dog to train. Yeah. Like they're a little stubborn, but they're once you once they learn, they're hardcore.
1: Yeah. People when people think about like re- training for the retriever world, the most predominant dog is a lab. Right in a lab, you can put like on a conveyor belt of training, and it's gonna just—you really have to give very little nuance to the training, and it's gonna get it. Mm-hmm. Chess- Chessies are much more independent. You know, they they require more nuance and a more experienced trainer, but they're fantastic gun dogs. Right. Um. So I've been around the breed forever. I've always wanted my own line of Chesapeake Bay Retrievers. Right. It's always been a dream of mine. Right. So back in twenty twenty I got Cash and Cash is just a phenomenal dog. Like he and he's really making a name for himself in the in the Chesapeake community. People are using him as a stud dog. So like he's truly like an elite level
0: dog. Was he a Texas dog?
1: No, I got him in Maine. Oh,
0: that's right. Okay. Yeah, I flew
1: to Boston, drove up and got him in Maine in twenty twenty. That's right. From like the interior of Maine. Okay. So but he's been an awesome dog. And then fast forward to that spring, we got June. Um got her from up in Kansas. She's a good dog too. Weird story behind that is that they were both with our trainer up in Maine. And June is a very talented dog as well, just like Cash. But our trainer, and this is a completely way longer story. Remember, he died. Oh, our trainer right. like, literally died. That's right. The day he was supposed to head back to Texas. Yeah. So it was a big traumatic event, like getting the dog's home from probate to whole nine yards. We got mm-hmm. him home, and Lisa was like, June's not going anywhere. She's not going <laughs> to any trainer or anything like that. So right. June hunts and you know, and is our family pet for right, sure. Right, but right. a very talented dog as well. So. Right we bred those two. Um, and yeah, they'll have pups and we'll see where, where it goes, but that's um, pretty cool. Yeah.
0: I know you've been, you've been dreaming about this for a long time, about, I really I mean, have. You've got a lot of time and effort, by the way, when you hear the, the dog barking You're right here, on cue
1: too, I, I th- oh, th- it
0: was. And so I think on the last podcast, uh, Oliver was introduced and you heard Oliver barking. And so there's no way to edit that out, but no, that's Oliver. He's a sheep doodle. He's, <laughs> We're shooting here at the house in my house now that uh, we don't have an office and so every once in a while from time to time you're going to hear a barking and that's oliver and uh if you're on instagram um i highly recommend you follow oliver on instagram he has his own page it's oliver dot on dot the dot loose and uh you'll find him there and he has way more followers than anybody in our family so Thank you, Oliver, for uh, barking and uh, introducing yourself into the podcast. So, with that being right said, on though, queue, talking about dogs, it, it really was yeah. right on cue. But I, I know it's for you. You've I know you had a Chessie before, mm-hmm. I've had and, a you, and you actually to do that. trained mm-hmm. like you yourself trained. Yep. And so, you I know you thoroughly enjoyed that. Yep. And so, for you to have cash that's done really well, and you got a lot of, not just time and effort, but you got a lot of money in cash, oh, yeah. right? And so, um, to see the fruits of that happen, and then see the bloodline go on and see, you know, you think about generations going on, there's going to be some really cool hunting dogs and some trial dogs that come from that line that are traced back to not you, but your dogs. Right. right. And that's pretty cool. Cause that you, it's, it's something you're into. Yeah, it
1: really is. And so I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. I know that I've heard you know puppies for the first three to four weeks. Easiest thing in the world. Yeah. Mom takes care of them. But then from four to eight weeks, just freaking chaos! Oh, I'm sure. So, and on top of that, of course, like I fly to Baltimore last weekend to get another dog.
0: That's the, yeah. and that's that's a thing. Yeah, I'm sure Lisa was thrilled about that. Yeah,
1: yeah I'm still married. So, well, that's, long story short,
0: congratulations, still married. And, and and I've been
1: waiting for this breeding to happen for a couple of years. Right? It, it really is, before, like, in, like,
0: even before cash.
1: Um, not too long after cash. Okay. Um, and then the the, the breeder Frank texted me and was like, "Hey, the breeding took." I was on the list for. A male, but our trainer and Lisa talked me into a female, right? Okay. Like, you want a female. We were somewhat low on that list. And he texted me Thanksgiving Day. There were enough females. And he's like, So you're, you made it. And of course, like, I got to tell Lisa we made it. And like, <laughs> you won, you lost. I mean, it really is subjective. Right. It, which film, one is right? it? Yeah. So she took it like she does everything else. She took it in stride. Yeah. So we went up and got Dolly. Um, we're not going to keep a dog from the litter because. It's there's too much demand and plus like right. I, I just maybe on the repeat repeat breeding if we do then yeah we will but like I want to get the dogs out to the world right and let them do their thing yeah. so we'll have a twelve week old puppy with <laughs> one day old puppies so I, frankly I have no idea what's gonna it's gonna happen, be chaos but it's gonna be absolute just abject chaos
0: either kids are gonna love it or they're gonna be sick of it yeah. So no we'll,
1: we'll see. Life's about to get spicy for a little
0: while. It is. Yeah. Cause Good it's not you, spicy though. enough. You know, here, here's the thing with you and and I'm somewhat me. <laughs> we, we can't leave well enough alone. No. Right. It's just when things get solid and they get stable, we tend to flip things on their, yeah. on their lid. Right. But this, you know, it, it, it keeps life interesting. And, and even though the people around us complain a little bit, it's part of why they like us. Yeah. It's like, I feel like our story
1: would be, the self-inflicted wound, a ballad of Tim and or Gavin, right? right. It's like, you know, a lot of good stuff happens, but, but it's along the way. We either fabricate the good or we stir up the bad or, yes, Yes, maybe both. Right. Yeah. Maybe both. So, But the one thing it's not, Tim, it's not Not boring.
0: boring. It's not boring. Yeah. and I I tell, I try to tell Jamie that all the time. Listen, I know that I'm frustrating you right now, but one thing I'm not is I'm not boring. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, you're not. Maybe not a little bit of boring would be nice right now, but you're not boring. Yeah. Like, listen, it's, it's what you got. Maybe someday. So, so you, I text you, we,
1: we I actually missed coffee a couple weeks ago. I got to call myself out. Like I slept through coffee a couple weeks ago. So we're even, yeah, we're even, we're one for one on that. And then last week we're talking and we're like, get coffee. You're like, man, I can't, I'm in
0: New York. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I- so we went up there, uh, I guess, if if you kind of go back to, I think we shot a pod and talked about it on our trip to New York back in September. Yeah. And so uh, we, we became friends, clients, whatever of, of this Christian Siriano, right? He's, if you ever watched Project Runway, he's on there. Hello, Doliver. Uh So if you ever watch Project Runway, he's on that super nice guy. Um, so anyway, so I bought Jamie back in September, uh, several dresses. Yeah. And so we had two of them have, were done and delivered. And then there's two more that were more special. They had to be really fitted and all that sort of thing. And so they were, they came down, we were gone whenever they came to Dallas. And so we couldn't do it then. And so we really wanted to get it done sometime soon. And we had some time. So we went to New York last week and uh, we were going to go visit um, uh, Nellie Parteau, who is, who was the owner of another brand who, um, was Sophie's boss That's right. over a summer that Sophie went up to New York and really became an adult at. I still talked about that last week, by the way. So, and, uh, and so, uh, we were going to th- just kind of hang out, right. It's cold and cold in winter and why not? And so anyway, we went up there for that it was cool. We had, a, we had a good fun, time. Man. Um, however, we, I, if I told you about losing the luggage, did I tell you about that? You did,
1: but you said there was a story behind it. Yeah,
0: so um, so we flew American. We've never had a problem with American in the past. It's a direct flight. It's not like say. we yeah. connected through anywhere. So, you know, we've got all these dinners planned, and really not. We're gonna, you know, Jamie's wearing some of her clothes, nice clothes. I had some of my nice clothes, and so uh, we get there, and they're like, oh, you know, we get that. We get to the uh, the the baggage claim, and all these bags start coming out, but nobody in our flight is picking up any bags. I'm like, well, that's kind of weird, right? And so uh, the bags were checked under Jamie. Our bags were checked under Jamie's ticket. So about 15 minutes later, Jamie looks at her thing. She's like, Oh, your bags are delayed. And but everybody starts looking at their phone. Sure enough, everybody. So you have this thing where it comes on and says, Well, do you want to pick them up at the airport or do you want them delivered? We're like, well, of course we want them delivered, right? So we put in where you're gonna stay and the hotel and everything. We're thinking, yeah, they'll come in later that night and you Know, we'll get them at one in the morning or whatever, and they'll come in and we'll, we'll the next day we'll have them. And so, we're still only wearing the clothes that we had on to travel in, which yeah, is fine. Sure. And so, we had to cancel reservations for that night because we couldn't go where we were dressed, we weren't dressed where we could get in. And so, um, so we woke up the next day, n- nothing. And so, and, I, and I'll tell everybody that's listening to the podcast if you travel and you're going to check bags, go and invest in Apple is it uh air tag air tags the greatest invention ever if it wasn't for that we would have two lost bags today really so what they do evidently is when they look when your bags are lost and they get them and you're going to deliver them they hand them off to a third-party company and that third-party company is responsible for getting them to you but there's really no time limit when they're going to get them to you right and so i'm I'm just (gasps) at this point in time I'm just hoping we get the bags much less get them before we leave New York hoping we get the bags. So we go out the next day and we're going to go shop around do some things. So we're still wearing the same clothes and we're just fine, you know, but like we're not, neither one of us have deodorant on. We're both kind of starting to get a little native at this point. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've got the, 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 you know, the standard, you know, toothbrush that you get if you lose your bags at the, so we've got that, but that's really about it. And, uh, so next day, we're, we're kind of cruising around going, I wonder how, how long we're going to wear these clothes. So um, anyway, so we get about four o'clock the next day, we get a notice that, hey, bags are being delivered at the hotel. Like, Sweet. That's great. So we have reservations at a really nice place that night. And so I get a call from the hotel. They say, hey, uh, Mr. Elliot, we got your bag. I'm like, no, no bags, uh, no, 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 You, we have just one bag. I said, there's supposed to be more. Yeah, there's supposed to be two. Why well, they just deliver one bag? Like, I'm really hoping, so Jamie's bag is silver, mine is blue, so I'm praying, silver. dear Lord, let this be silver, yeah. right? And she's like, I said, so uh, what color is the bag? I'm like, oh, it's, uh, it's blue. Ugh. Dang it. Like, what am I going to do, right? So we look on, see the air tag still sitting in Elizabeth, New Jersey, right? It's where this thing is. So now I'm getting a little paranoid because it's showing two and two, two of two bags were delivered. So now, you know, they signed off that they delivered the bags, uh. So now we have a bag that has a lot of expensive stuff in it. We're like, man, now how are we gonna how are we gonna get this bag? And so I go through American and I'm like, here's what happened. And they're like, no, this is what happened. And I'm like, no, this is not what happened. No, your bag's here. And I'm like, no, I have air tags and I know exactly where the bag's at. Like, that can't be because of this. What I've learned about the airlines is they can tell you about flights, but once the bags leave their hands, Time. they have no clue.
1: Yeah. Right?
0: So I finally beg this lady to tell me, give me the number of the company that is responsible for delivering the bags. And she gives it to me. And so I call them and go through and speak to someone that speaks English, which was finally great. And they finally tell me, yes, the bag is at this address, which was the same address that the AirTag was telling me it's at. And they said, you know, it'll be delivered by probably seven in the morning. I said, is there any way that I can go pick up this bag myself? Oh, sure. But, you know, they're going to close the next two hours. It's okay. Would you tell them to hold the bag? I'll be there. Now, granted, that morning, I'd I'd already gotten an Uber at $150 each way to Newark Airport. To go get the bag but it left 15 minutes after i got there (gasps) right before i got there right so i'm already two and a half hours into newark from new york city so now i'm going to go back to new jersey to try to get the bag and sure enough man so i get an uber driver who doesn't speak much english great guy super nice guy and so i'm so i'm looking at the the neighborhood and it's a sketchy looking neighborhood and sure enough man, we get there and it's just, it's sketchy. And so I immediately think, okay, it's one thing to get there, but it's another thing to get back. Yeah. And so I tell the guy, I say, hey, listen, what have I got to pay you to get you to stay and, and take me back? He's like, oh man, I just, you know, I don't, this. I said, forget Uber, like how much cash do you need. I'm not gonna tell you what I paid him, but I'm like, I'll show you, here's the cash I have. You wait on me and this cash is waiting on you and you don't have to pay Uber anything. You just take me back in the city. And thank goodness he agreed to stay. And so I go in and, and Davin It's an old firehouse in the middle of a neighborhood and and everywhere around there is sketchy. And There's two white vans pulled in here and I bet there's a hundred pieces of luggage in there. <sighs> and I walk in and this guy says, hey, what do you want? And I'm like, I'm here to pick up a bag. And he points, he points towards an office and I go around the office, a guy walks out and he goes, I bet you're here for a silver bag. And I went, yes, I look down, I grab it He didn't even ask me for any proof that it's mine, but I just grabbed the bag and he goes, I'm really sorry. We should have, as I'm walking off, we should deliver it. He for the driver forgot to pick it up, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I just want to go. And so got back in. So I'm at this point in time, I'm $800 worth of Uber cost into getting this bag, but you know what? I had my hands on the bag. I get it back. We missed a reservation for the night, but it doesn't matter. I've got the bag. I got back to the room. I hugged and kissed the bag. Yeah. And it was, that was it. I was happy. And we had one, one, one day left. Yeah. So basically we had one day in New York out of four, but well, we smelled I, really good after that. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah.
1: And, and you had the bag. Which and was I had the bag
0: and, and we got home with the bag and you were the hero. Um, we got home with the bag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So all that being said, so that kind of goes back to some things I've learned like air tags, air tags are good things. Yeah. So that goes to the topic that I want to talk about for this pod, and the topic is over the last we can say five to ten years, but whatever you want to do, what are the one or two things that you've that you that are the big takeaways that you've learned, big things like what's the one or two big things that you've learned in life over the last five to ten years you've you've lived a lot of life in the last ten years yeah good and good and bad.
1: so for me, the number one most important thing that I've learned over the last four years, okay is how to measure happiness okay um, i like I like where you're going with this to you know in to to back up a little bit on this, you know ten years ago, I was still jumping out of airplanes right right, and then I made the decision to jump to the corporate world, and I know how to job and in an income and means that were three x of what they were when i was in the military right. and so you know means creates exposure to things good bad or different right, right. The, you you start to view the world through different lens, and <clears throat> it caught it, it's so easy and i fell into the trap to measure success by looking to my left and to my right mm-hmm. to look at what other people had and then crave or covet the things that other people had right um and and it creates a, a rat race and it creates trying to identify your happiness with a number, or with right. a logo, or with mm-hmm. a car, or right. the house, or whatever, right? And um, you know, it took me down a, a path that was not who I was, right? right? And so I, I've learned to measure success from the inside, yeah. To measure success from you know quantifiables like contentedness and true happiness and. Right like the the calmness and the stillness in my soul mm-hmm. is how I measure happiness now rather than what house I have or what car I drive or that right. kind of stuff. So right. it just a, a, a true categorical difference in the way that I view success and happiness as a result of that success.
0: You know, we've talked in the pod several times. Um, you know, if, if you're looking for a raise or you're looking for to make more money, understand that whenever you get that, there's about a three to four day happiness Before you, before your, your expenses start to rise to meet what your raise was. Mm -hmm. And so you figure out real quick that all by getting a raise or making more money, all that means your expenses are going to go up to meet it. Yeah. Right. Because you think that that equates to happiness. And the reality is the figure, the faster you figure out that money and happiness don't go together, the better off you're going to be. Yeah. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some great things that come with money and there's some. There's some things that make life easier, but there's also some things because of the, of, of the, the, the need to make the money that make things harder yeah. on that end. And so it, it, it's kind of equal. So, you know, I, Jamie and I talk all the time about some of our, our best years, and man, with the, some of our best years of the years, we didn't have any money. Uh-huh. Like we were scraping and we couldn't afford to go out to dinner. Right. And we had to make dinner and it was like grilled cheese and tomato soup. But you know what? We survived that and it was mm-hmm. fun and we hung out and we would watch tv and talk and go to a friend's house and do nothing and I mean, that was that was what it is and you know we could spend we just got back from new york and we had a great time but we didn't have more fun then than we did you know now than we did then yeah it was just different right and so you know we just measure differently now but but you're you're absolutely right is you know, the way you measure happiness and the faster you figure out what the difference between contentment and happiness is and and what that how they can work together the better off you are
1: yeah it's like this this full circle thing because you know i grew up without much right you know and, and so we lived a pretty utilitarian life growing up mm-hmm. and then i joined the military and in the military like you're not going to make a lot of money yeah but i was very successful i could measure my success by the schools that i graduated or sure. you know my rank or things like that right um in was again the only word i can think to describe it is utilitarian it's just it's a simple life that's driven towards a goal right not a whole lot of means to your left and to your right because the money's just not there right and then the more income you get the more means that you have to do other things right and so you and, and i think that people who live a basic lifestyle they crave without realizing it or with realizing it More, more means, more money, more income, more cars, more whatever, right? But then when you're in that situation, you find that it's all empty, Mm -hmm. right? And then I think you end up going through this full circle moment of realizing that it's not about the things, it's about the internal happiness, right? Right. It's about going back to the basics of um, life, right? And, And the basics of life doesn't mean the basics of income or anything other than what it just means to be happy, From the inside out and to measure your life through the love that you have for other people and from other people and and the people that you surround yourself with those are the true measures of happiness hey and let's do this i know we talked about doing two different episodes today but this is a good conversation and let's not chop it for for the sake of time so why don't we go ahead and cut this episode now you guys stay tuned thanks for listening as always and uh we'll start the next one in about 10 seconds
0: sounds good let's go